Good morning and welcome to the uh, celebration of Epiphany. Um, this will service will be not on Epiphany. Um, Epiphany is January 6th, but that is a Saturday before the Sunday of Baptism of the Lord. So uh, I have decided to bump it up just a few days and celebrate Epiphany a little bit early. Thank you for joining me today in that celebration. Let us prepare our hearts for worship. The Lord be with you and also with you. The Old Testament lesson today comes from Isaiah in the 60th chapter, verses 1 through 6. Here of the foreshadowing of the wise men. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us now say together the words of the Apostles' Creed. Friends, what do we believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, the third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you in awe of the story of the birth of Jesus and of the Christmas story, which culminates in the arrival of the wise men, who were open to your love even though they were not believers, and who were changed at the sight of a baby. The baby who grew into the man who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now hear the words of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verse one, verses 1 through 12. Tell of the tale of the wise men. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at the rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people of Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time which the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may go and pay him homage. When they heard the king, when they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was born. When they saw the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveler long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other, as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear. There was for that the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. And yet knowing how way leads to way, on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. Robert Frost's poem, The Road Not Taken, seems like a fitting place to start this epiphany season. 
The 12th day of Christmas is still a few days away, but as we start this new year, I think it's a good opportunity for us to ponder the road ahead and the road behind. Advent and Christmas have led us to this fork in the road and the life of a young Jesus, a path that Jesus himself took crossed paths with many other people and places, even at the very beginning. His parents' lives were forever changed because of the path they chose. Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, and her husband, Zechariah, had a life-changing event even before the birth of Jesus was spoken of by Gabriel. The path of Elizabeth's life was definitely changed by the life of Jesus. The shepherds came out of the field and onto the path to Bethlehem to worship the newborn Jesus. And the wise men saddled up their camels in a land in the east and traveled far to meet the new king. The path they were on took them first to Jerusalem to see Herod, then to Bethlehem to meet the new king. Every one of those people had to choose a road that they had not been on before to find the king of kings. We have been looking at the Christmas story a little differently this year, thinking past the Christmas card version of the story to what, of what we normally see. As we look at the wise men, I think we should do the same. As with all of scripture, we should be open to the inspiration that God sends in the reading of familiar scripture. And the wise men are no different. In our nativity sets, we see three men with boxes on, and, and camels to ride on. But scripture says there were three gifts, not three wise men. What if there were more? What if there were just two? Looking past the words on the page helps enrich the story and keeps us from simply reading the words and not really looking at them with fresh eyes. The original Greek word for wise men is sage, or a sage of the magician religion. It was originally seen in the Greek for the seven sages, Thales, Solon, Periander, Cle. Cleobulus, Cleobulus, these are not easy words to say, Shelon, Bias, and Pittacus, men of ancient Greece renowned for practical wisdom. These wise men from the east were not Jewish. They did not believe in God, nor were they looking for a Messiah. They were not in search of a rabbi or a teacher from the ancient scriptures. They were teachers of their own religion. They were in search of a king, someone who would rule a certain patch of dirt on earth. They were coming to give gifts to the newest in line of succession to an earthly throne. They were thinking about a political mission to build goodwill between nations, not a savior of the entire human race. I'm sure that the baby met lots of people in his first year of life. Townspeople in Bethlehem, even though no one would help them at first, probably ooed and awed over the tiny baby. But the two groups of people mentioned in scripture as the first to recognize Jesus as the Son of God and not just the Son of Man, 
or very poignant. It gives some foreshadowing of the ministry of Jesus, even here at his birth. The first were the shepherds. There's no mention of what faith they were, so they may not have been believers of God. But they were working class men who slept in fields and cared for very very vulnerable groups of animals. They were not the elite of the time. They were not the owners of the sheep, just the tenders of the sheep. Makes me think of the good shepherd a little differently. We see that in John 10, one of the seven I am statements of Jesus. Starting with verse 11, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who was not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. This is why I love the literary genius of Scripture so much. The first, outside of his family, to hear about Jesus are the very people he later emulates. He sees how much love and care that these men have for their flock and uses them as an example of how we will tend to all of us. But it is these next verses that really connect with the birth of Jesus and the wise men. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, so that there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my father. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. The wise men were of a different religion and of a different lineage. They were magicians, respected for their gifts, but certainly not believers in God. Until they chose the road to Bethlehem by way of Jerusalem. To do that, they had to be open to the things they saw and heard, and dreamed. At any point, if they had said, nope, this is not real, or no way I'm going there, it's too dangerous for me to help these people, would they have been blessed with the faith that they gained? They chose a road that was less traveled. They now belonged to the fold of God. Don't miss this point. The two groups of people that God chose to reveal the birth to in Scripture for us to learn from were not church-going people. The wise men did not believe in him. This story and this baby from the beginning had the power to change lives drastically. And from the beginning, he was associated with people who were different from him. His whole ministry, his entire life, he communed with people that others would find shocking. The poor and the non-believers. And with one look, 
Jesus changed the hearts of the wise men. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But they had to be open to learning new things and believing new things to get there. We should be the same way. We should be open to new ways of looking at scripture, new ways of serving, new ways of reaching people, and to, and to new people to reach. All it takes is one look at Jesus for people to be changed. We just have to find new roads to bring him to them. The wise men continued to be open to the call of God. The last verse of our text today says God spoke to them in a dream and they did not go rat Jesus out to Herod but went back another way to the east. They saved the life of the baby Jesus and probably his parents too by avoiding Herod. That baby needed time to grow up and become our good shepherd. He needed to preach and teach and heal. He needed to commune with sinners so he could go to heaven and sit with his father as a saint. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. What two roads are you looking at this coming year? Where will God take you in this next turn of the earth? Will you be open to God's call? What difference will you make? What difference will we make together? I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood and I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. Amen. As we go throughout our week, and look at this new year and turn our calendars to start another trip around the sun. Let us be open to the good things that taking one look at Jesus can do. Because in life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen.